thank you for joining this week's episode of Thoughts with Tina. I do have a very special guest today. He is my former neighbor. Um, I have Frederick with me, and he <laughs> and he. Um, we're going to talk about some film stuff. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Frederick Ewell E.K., and I'm a film director. Come on. You know, I also write, you know, make clothes now as well. Oh, you make clothes now? Yeah, like I'm, I got into streetwear. Oh, just, nice. Yes, because those are like the pillars I want to go down. Like mm-hmm. movies being number one, clothing being two, and then just I'm looking for a third thing. Always. You're still, you're still yeah, looking. That's three pillars. Like ever since I started creating anything, that's what I want to do. I have three pillars of what I do: just oh. movies, clothing, and then you never know. It could be like skydiving. You know? <laughs> yeah, like your own skydiving company. That'd be so cool. Yeah. So, um, we met. You were our neighbor because I moved in with Monica. Yeah. And y'all were neighbors, and y'all had already been friends with Monica, I guess. Um. But actually, I don't know if you know this. I was telling Bryson earlier. I knew Frank and is it Dalton. Yeah. I knew them Redhead. freshman year. Yes, <laughs> I knew them freshman year, and I was like, "That's so funny that like it kind of went full circle." Small world. Yeah, because it was like we, you know, like freshman year, you had your like little like group chats. Yeah, we and, all- yeah. So that's how we met, and it was. I thought it was cool that y'all were still. Monica, it was funny because I remember um, me and Bryce were chilling uh-huh. and we just heard people having fun like outside, like, you know, a little <laughs> door and Bryce opened the door. He's like, hey, what y'all doing? And I'm like, hey, you know, she's having fun or whatever. And we were just like, let's go introduce ourselves. I'm um, dead, yeah. Then just, you know, small word that we made. Yeah, you know, and, and I already knew Mel. It was crazy. Yeah, because um, I saw y- y'all were out with uh, with Frank and them yeah. on Friday. And I was like, oh, hey. I thought it was funny. Yeah, well, he is a very talented film producer, writer, all the sorts. Do you do all of it? The writing? Yeah, writing, direct, directing is my main thing. Okay. Writing um, used to be my main thing, but I still write everything I work on. Okay, I got gotcha. um, I'm trying to, like, you know, make sure, like, whenever I get, you know, into the future. Because, you know, Hollywood and stuff works. They want you to, even though you do jack-of-all-trades they want mm-hmm. you to have that one thing you're focused on right so i was like let me make directing that pillar okay but gotcha. i still want to write and produce because i have fun doing those things like, yeah being able to like craft the story completely like, mm-hmm. you know just out of thin air it's just always fun yeah i was telling bryce too like uh i wish y'all were in the same episode dang <laughs> um yeah i was telling him like how he makes music out of thin air like it's crazy to me how you can like music is different because you can hear it yeah but whereas a movie or any film of sort, you you're literally making it up in your head. The craziest thing about um, movies is that um, everything's like inspired by a real life situation. Uh-huh. So I'll be in a, just a coffee shop. Like it literally happened the other day. I was in the coffee shop with one of my homies, with another writer. Yeah. Um, in our team for Studios Ebertail Studios, and um, we were just in the coffee shop and we were looking around, and I was just like. How does everything in life look like a scene out of a movie to me now? Re- really? So that's how you look at whenever life. Whenever you make like one movie mm-hmm. like you kind of and then you see how everything's edited together you like oh my gosh like that would be really cool over there like i, I was driving over here mm-hmm. and i saw some cool lights and i was like oh that'd be cool for like a music video oh, like, every, like it's just like a, it's a weird creative like lens now that i have yeah. in my eyes but it's kind of cool because i'm just like hmm that would be fun there so i'm like mental making mental notes of like oh let me come back to this location mm-hmm. in the future if i need something oh, like wow. this or whatever like that yeah wow i didn't know you you did that's cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool because i was like 
I didn't know you did that where you think of everything where it's like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. And you can like piece it in your mind. That's so cool. Like, even, like, with a party, like with, with the homies, I'm uh-huh. just like thinking, like, what if like there's like a party scene and then <laughs> oh. it's crazy, but it's it's cool. It's a cool like with, with like look to life because it makes life, you know, more fun and that's yeah. Cool. Like, have fun. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I actually went to his premiere film, Choices. Very good. If y'all haven't checked that out, what are y'all? She's being modest. She no. It. She choreographed the dance. And no, she no, no, no. <laughs> no, that Choices was really good. I, it, like, I was, I wasn't, I didn't know what else to expect when I sat down to watch it, but I was very, like, I enjoyed it a lot. Like, it was really good. And then you have, I know you have another movie coming out, I think, or a yes. short film, right? So we just, um, we released one and we have another one coming out. So we released um, a little Holly, Halloween flick called uh-huh. Wham. Um, and like Wham stands for wear a mask, those little play on words. Oh, that's we cute. We kind of like poked fun at both sides. Like we poked fun, like our main character in the film's name is Karen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she didn't want to wear a mask. Right. She's she getting chased by this whole like crazy like you know jason Voorhees type dude, right but the dude in the store when she was banging wouldn't let her in because she didn't have a mask right on, even though she was about to die <laughs> that like he focused more on the mask than a killer oh and yeah doing a little funny joke at the end that he tried to offer the killer services even uh-huh. the killer literally just like you know killed, killed the person because he yeah. had a scary mask on and, <laughs> oh my and then like next film is another like that was co-directed with my homie bobby costin mm-hmm. this one's a solo directed one um it's about a serial killing photographer um and it's called this is perfect so i don't want to give too many details about that but it's like a, it's, it's a really it's really dope um starring my boy julian enriquez like <laughs> it, it's really cool yeah you know, oh i know julian it pokes fun at um you know the whole how a lot of serial killings like especially the male ones yeah they'll be like really pretty boys like right some nice guys yeah so it pokes fun on that stereotype oh, so okay cool. handsome dude who you would never expect mm-hmm. to be this and it's really cool because you hear a lot of his internal monologue mm-hmm. of how he really feels about stuff uh-huh. whenever you see him talk to other people he's a completely different person yeah, yeah. so do, with every film do you work with kind of the same crew i um yes um i always have a good like for example um Gaffer, she, um, she works the lights. Um, she like you know master lights. Her name's Rebecca Burke. Mm-hmm. She was with me with Choices, my first film, and um, I just want her in everything. Even when like in the future making feature films and stuff like that. Yeah, I just want her to always be there because she kills it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then writing, um, I decided to, like write everything with my homie Zach Singleton. He's um the co-owner of Zebra Studios, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know what, let's write them together because I, I realized like even with a crew collaboration is so key because some of the best scripts. Um, even though it might focus on the director writing mm-hmm. it, you'll see like five other writing credits on it sometimes. And yeah. I'm just like, but you know, they go under the yeah. cover because nobody really knows. Like, you don't really look up, like, oh, who are the other writers on right. Lord, of, Lord of the Rings? So it's, um, I just feel like collaboration will always make something better. Because, you know, me, like, um, however I, great I want to be one day, mm-hmm. I'm still one person. So having someone else's outlook and it's so dope. Yeah. And Zach, literally, I'll come up with the outline and the mm-hmm. full, you know, concept of the story. Right. Zach is so good at writing the, in the dialogue, the characters' names. I see, gotcha. Like it's, it's like yin and yang. It's like yeah. So <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that for you. And so that's y'all's little production, Zebra? Yeah, Zebra Tail Studios. Gotcha. And oh, the clothing wow. line is Zebra Tail Apparel, because I want to keep it in the same Zebra Tail. Like, okay, umbrella. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
So zebra tail skydiving. <laughs> that would be an interesting one. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just you know I just have a couple questions here. Um, what actually made you get into film? Like what? At what point were you like, okay, I want to sit down and actually make you know a film and actually show people? Okay, so I was um. So it all started like back when I was in second grade. Mm -hmm. um, first grade, I met Bryce, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, so in second grade, um, me and Bryce, I was like, hey, I want to make a chapter book. Okay. And so I wrote all like the story, and it's crazy. Um, so future reference, you look at this like say five, ten years from now, that's like still to this day my greatest idea because I keep editing it. Ever since second grade, I have kept up with that story. Really? And I want it to be like my like TV show. You know how everybody says like this is my Star Wars, my Lord of the Rings, yeah. my Harry Potter. That's mine. I don't give any details about that right now. But <laughs> look, you remember this conversation in the future? Yeah. Whenever you see me come up with some crazy show. For sure. But um. So pretty much, I want to be a writer. So me and Bryce literally skipped recess all of second grade, mm -hmm. so I could write. And he drew the pictures, and then like it was just a. He's cool a drawer. Trip. Yeah, he can. Bryce can draw portraits. Really. Like, phenomenal. He can draw really good. Wow. Like when it comes to art, artists, he's literally a musician <laughs> and an artist. It's That's really crazy. Dope. So um, I did theater. I picked up theater in middle school. Um, I loved it, and then mm -hmm. that's where I kind of got my start in directing. Yeah. So I was directing stage plays and all that jazz. And in high school, I got there. You know, I was directing more stage plays, right. writing, you know, stage scripts. And I remember I asked my teacher, I was like, "Hey, um, I kind of um want to, you know, do this kind of effect on stage. How do I do this?" And she's like, "Oh no," she said, "No, baby, you can only do this like in movies. You can't do that effect <laughs> here." So that's kind of where the spark was like, "Okay, let me kind of get more interested in that." Yeah. But you know, I was like. At that age, like sophomore high school, YouTubers were the, like the, the thing. They were mm. popping, like still to this day. Some are popping, not as much, you know. Like yeah. Ryan Higa was a huge one inspiration. Yeah. Because um, he just always made skits. I was like, maybe if I do skits, yeah. I can lead eventually into movies and shows. And oh, okay, like cool, yeah. So I kind of, um, the I wrote a lot of scripts for skits, but then I didn't really make one until freshman year of college. Right. And then um, I made two skits, and you know, people love them, but in the back of my head, I was just like, I don't know if this is where I want to, because you know, you can easily become the skit guy. Yeah, it's, it's not hard, guy. yeah. So sophomore year, I was like, let me join the short film club at UNT. Let me get my start. And you know, and once I joined, I learned this whole like different world of video making. I was like, oh my gosh, you gotta get this guy with the audio holding like <laughs> right. this. You gotta have these light people doing this. I was like, this is crazy. Cause I thought it was really just like, you know, pick up a camera, shoot. Right. So um, then literally, um. After that whole sophomore year, that's when I sat down January, wrote choices, and then wow. yeah, filmed in the summer and then rest. You filmed that in one summer? Or we how long did it, it take? Um, we filmed part of it, first part in the summer, and then we had like a big rainy break because it was just started raining like yeah. at the end of like in September and October like rained out all mm -hmm. the months. Like it was it was really weird. So um we really knocked out all the rest of the film, like a good eighty percent of the film. Um, in November, oh dang! Like just one before y'all even, yeah, weekend, and then it was just like I'm, I just remember those months after that was just grinding, grinding, <laughs> grinding on the edit, mm -hmm. and literally we finished the edit the night officially the edit because we had multiple edits the night before the premiere. Oh my! Because they had gosh. The, they, they hit me with the premiere date in December, and you know I was nervous, mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, I kind of held it back because I was just like, um held back the edit because I was like, right. oh, it be perfect. You know, people would see this. Exactly. So you should have saw me premiere. Um, <laughs> I was stretched down in my chair because I was just like, how people going to react? To yeah. It. But people gave me like a standing ovation, which was like a first for me. And yeah. like even people to come, that was a first for me. I was just like, that's 
It was almost packed. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like, filled. Yeah, like almost five, all five hundred seats filled. Now. Yeah, it's, just, it's insane. That is insane. So, how long would you say it takes you to produce a whole entire short film? Like from the edit, like being completely done. Yeah, from like just writing. Oh, just the writing. Now, I'm sure it takes forever. So like the to writing, produce the film. The writing is the easiest part. Really? Um, for short films. Okay. Fe- feature films, that's a whole other yeah. ballgame. We hear Jordan Peele and talk about, oh, it took him 200 edits to, yeah, to get the out. correct. Yeah. Um, but like for short films, um, sometimes I'll have a general idea. Mm-hmm. I know where I want to take it. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff in the middle that where I'm just like, hmm. like filler yeah. kind of stuff. So I'll sit on that for like weeks up to months and I'll just be like, okay, let me get some inspiration for this. Let me watch some more movies. Let me see where I can take this. And then there'll be some days I'll just be doing the most random thing, like mm-hmm. making breakfast. I'm like, oh, snap. Let me take out my phone and write some notes because I got this idea. Oh, dang, yeah. This. And then I'll be like, all right, Zach. Me and Zach always have these meetings. I'm like, I, because, you know, yin and yang kind of mm-hmm. thing. I'll be like, okay, I got this concept. This is where this is where I want this to happen. I want this to happen. This is the character's name, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I, we'll, we'll see what we can do with it. Yeah. So me and Zach have a writing session. And then Zach would take, like, very detailed notes. And then I'll come back two days later, and he'd be like, "I right, I got the draft done." And I'm just like, <laughs> "I'm like, what?" <laughs> crazy. So y'all, they, that's crazy. That they all really are like Yiggy Yang. Yeah, he's like literally a perfect person like to be a teammate with because he's just efficient with it. Because he, I thought I read a lot. Mm-hmm. This man has two bookshelves of chapter books, and he'll read like scripts from like three-hour movies what? and just read them and and i'm just like i don't have how to do that because like me like you know i'm just writing my own scripts I right don't I don't, one, yeah he reads a lot and he'll read fast oh he's a fast reader yeah he, right. he loves it his vocabulary is out as well <laughs> so here's he like some really just you know colossal big word it's mainly because of him i know of course i, I write and stuff so i know right. some big words too but like that man he'll throw out some vocabulary I'm just like okay <laughs> so would you say you kind of fall into a category when you're making film like a special whether it be for you I feel like it's more like what drama yeah. kind of film I um I always I, I know like um moving forward I especially with this this is perfect for what I'm telling you about mm-hmm. it's more of a Slight thriller drama kind of mi- mixture, you know, kind of coming to coming with the age movie. Yeah. So um, I really want to keep on the toes of the genres I choose. Okay. Because then um, the film after that that I'm going to be filming is a whole psychological thriller. Oh, nice. The, you know, it's really just be like kind of scary. Yeah. Like, more because um, even a wham, it was it was like a um a comedic horror. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're, that that film. We're, this is perfect. And the other film, I'm going to title like for the future. Um, yeah, definitely. I want to keep you on a total genre. I don't know if I'm ever going to do just straight up comedy. Uh-huh. I might help somebody in a comedy film. Right. I don't know, like, um, especially with like how stuff is these days where everybody has their own like unique sense of humor. Yeah. It's hard I, to get. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be like the guy like, I have people be like, oh, this isn't funny. Even though, you know, you're going to have those judgments of people. Yeah. Yeah. Still, like, I don't want. I don't want to. You don't want to even touch it. (laughs) Whereas drama, you know, everyone's gonna be like, okay, cool, like they get it. They accept the story for what it is. Yeah, for sure. I see that. Um, here. (laughs) So, I do have a question. What was? Was there any film growing up that you were like? 
yo, this is shot beautifully and it like really inspired you? Like, what would you say that one film was? I would say one film that really inspired me a lot. Uh, I was actually say two. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I was in love with the Harry Potter movies. Uh-huh. The first film I ever saw in theaters was Chamber of Secrets. Okay. I was the first, like, my sisters took me and it was just like, I was like, whoa, this is what being in a theater is really like. Yeah. Like, was that your first time in a theater? Yeah. First really? Time in a was Chamber of Secrets. And I was just like, whoa, like, this is a whole, mm-hmm. you know, cool thing. Yeah. And then um, in high school, I went to the movies, you know, Avengers, stuff like that. Right. But, um, it was Harry Potter and Prince of Azkaban, and the other film being um, Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers. Is that the second That's one? That's the second one. Yeah. Those, like, two movies, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, just. I watch them all the time to this day. That's how like I know those are the movies. Oh, those your favorite out yeah. of the series? Yeah, like I can pretty much like <laughs> repeat word for word, <laughs> Dang, like, Harry, really? especially with Harry Potter. Like it's so like mainly what Hermione says. Mm-hmm. I can just easily just yeah. That Prisoner of Azkaban was filmed beautifully. Like how they made the spoilers for anyone who hasn't yeah. watched it. Um, the you know the I like how it. How they went back in time and everything yeah. that I was like, whoa, like you had to recall everything that happened. Yes, I was like, y'all had to really think ahead. Like that is crazy. Like y'all really thought ahead. Like I don't know. I don't know if it's because like my mind isn't shaped to be like that. But the way like artists, in my mind, how they can easily look at something or read something and they're like, got it. Like that. Like that's crazy to me because it's like what like. I don't know if you train. Do you train your mind to like? So, so what makes it? You know what I mean. Like, what makes y'all look at something and go, "That's perfect." You know what I, I mean. Think the secret to that is, um, and with J.K. Rowling, the flashback stuff for her, um, I'm like the same way when it comes. to I'm somebody who likes to think of an ending first. Oh, okay. When you know how something's gonna end, you know how to go back. So with Harry Potter, like, cause you know that that whole time thing that they were right. thinking of the recall. In the last movie, two movies, they did a whole recall thing to every important item where you had to, like, so everything meant something in the later movies. So I feel like they knew where they wanted to end it. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier to fill in the middle when you know where it's going to end up. Is that how you typically write your stories, just from the end first? Because um, I would do the beginning, Uh and I'll skip all the middle stuff and go how I want it to end. So so I always start with a character's name. Right. Like, for example, in Choices, I was like, literally, I wrote down Jay the drug dealer and and went from there. (laughs) <laughs> That's literally where I went from. So the endings really helped because I knew um in the end, like the original ending, I know, um, spoiler alert for choices, um, <laughs> his brother died for him and he escaped. But um, so what we know. <laughs> so we know. At then I was like, so what happened? Like, exactly. I, I got up and said, what else happened? I need more. <laughs> I really want people to be like, you know, kind of filling their own what they think would happen mm-hmm. next. Um, but like the original ending was they both, um, they both died together. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, but I was like, you know, then when I was still in the middle stuff, I was like, you know, it makes more sense. And it's more like, you know, tragedy if you have the older brother who did, did, shouldn't even have anything to do all that stuff. Right. Die for him. So it's like you think of the ending, but it's not the solid ending. Okay. You, you like, you know, mix in stuff right. like that. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, That's cool. I didn't know that <laughs> you wanted it like that. Because I thought it was just like. Because sometimes I feel like I always thought people, like, when it comes to endings, like, a lot of movies, the endings are very rushed. Yeah. Um. So when that happens, I'm just like, did you really? Like, I feel like that's not how they wanted it, but they're just running out of time. You so know what I mean? movies like that, it's, like, probably, like, they're, that's exactly how I'm saying. They probably mm-hmm. just write in order, and then it'd be like, oh, snap. Like, this is not how I really want. You know, because when you write from just 
beginning all the way to end mm-hmm. like you don't really know how the ending's gonna feel because when you already know you're ending and like pretty solid like a good 80 percent chance mm-hmm. how your ending's gonna end up you're just like okay so let me let me put these emotional beats in this story so yeah. i know okay let me make sure i have a character do this let me make sure i have this happen just so this ending can be a big payoff mm-hmm. so the audience don't leave like uh, what happened yeah do y'all do you like do y'all have a hard time um like finding locations or finding like i guess like soundtracks for your films like how do y'all usually go about that luckily um with rice and some other people um and like some producers like Durambi who made all the soundtracks with Bryce um, for Choices, uh-huh. and then some other local artists uh, hanging out with Bryce and stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, just all these connections with musicians and stuff like that. And yeah. then also, um, through my film connects, I've met I'm a film um, film composer named Andrew Asamokai, mm-hmm. who, from my film This Is Perfect, he made an original, like, score for it. Like, you know, oh, actual cinematic score. Dang. And it's like, sounds amazing. I can't remember oh, I'm excited. So like, it's like a just beautiful score, pianos, cellos, all the stuff like that. Wow. And um, like, so I've done really well at finding people who can make music. I know that finding composers can be very difficult. Yeah. And I got lucky. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I really got lucky. I just, you know, DM people and it worked out. It worked out, yeah. Um, but locations, I would say locations definitely are always the hardest part. Really? Because sometimes you don't get a location to like, three days before you shoot and sometimes yeah. like uh, say for example like in choices mm-hmm. um i literally was trying to get the second gas station location mm-hmm. and what happened was they had me they kept passing me on to they're like okay talk to the manager okay right. talk to the district manager and then for some reason i was ended up talking to this multi-millionaire lady ceo oh. of this company <laughs> and, friend, and it was weird because she called me and I was, she was like, hey, um, yeah, I'm, I own all these gas stations. And I was like, uh, uh, like what, what did I say? And she was like, yeah, I, I love movies. She was like, yeah, go ahead. Here's my signature. So, like, this millionaire yeah. lady just <laughs> called wow. me and talked about how she loved movies. And I was like, hey, she said, don't forget to share it so we can put it on our website. And I was just like, this is crazy. She didn't even charge me nothing. Wow. She just, like, so it, it, it's really crazy. Um, You never know who you're going to meet on a creative journey. Yeah. Like, you can meet. <laughs> a millionaire lady out of nowhere or you can meet like you know never know you can meet like i don't know um jeff bezos just you, you could yeah you that's know. crazy is the dream to move to california eventually i always told myself um for california it's a place of for me would be a business not living okay so i would take like you know out airbnb airbnb and take long business trips but one of the goals that some have made up is to get like um because none of us like, really want to live in California. Like, it's um, we want we wanted to like you know once we get get you know some more money in the bank. Um, actually, everybody we all lease a house together. Oh, like, okay. You know, a good like two story, three story house together. Yeah. And everybody had their own little room key for their room, and you know, of course, house key. Mm-hmm. So whenever whoever needs to go to California can stay there. Nice. That's because I feel like it'd be. I don't. I just don't want to live there. Really? I want to travel there a lot and do business stuff, but I don't Mm -hmm. think I'd ever want to settle down and live there. Like, for example, say I'm filming a movie out there for six months, like a feature film. Okay, I'll just go to the house that we leased. Right. You know, chill there. And then when it's time to leave, I back to Texas. (laughs) Because, yeah, just. You can't do it over there. I don't think I can. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. No, I'm the same way. I don't think. Like, Texas is my home. Born and raised. Like, exactly. I'm staying here. I can't. I can't imagine me anywhere else. Like, it's weird. Maybe New York, but only for, like, maybe a year. You know what I mean? Like, Not forever. Like, New York is cool. I remember when I went there, mm-hmm. Southern hospitality is definitely 
a thing. Yeah. Like, if I went to New York, like, you know how in Texas you'll see some, oh, you a head nod to the random guy. Yeah. Or, like, you know, wave to a lady. They don't care over there. New York, it's just everybody's doing that thing. Everybody yeah. go, go, go. I'm just like, whoa, like, this is it's very intimidating. Yeah. But I understand that you're in a mm-hmm. big city, you know, city that never sleeps. So it makes it sense. It is true. That is true. So, uh, a couple more questions. <laughs> I don't want to waste too much of your time. <laughs> um, so, if you could collab with any producer, director, who would you say, like, would be that person? Because I know there's a lot of amazing, you know, directors out there. I would, um, if I could collab with, I, there's one person I know it would, you know, there's actually, I'll say three. Give me, give me three. Yeah. That's a, a tough question. That's a, that's a really good question. <laughs> okay. Um, third on the list would be Jordan Peele, just because um, he has a very unique outlook on things and he knows how to make good quality stuff. Yeah. Same with the other two directors with the name. Second would be Quentin Tarantino, just because oh, wow. I feel like having him mentor me on something or work with me on something would just already just be legendary. Right. Yeah. Just like, you never know what. Tarantino's gonna come up with next. Yeah. And then first, I really want to make like a crazy big blockbuster with um Christopher Nolan. Um, because I just feel like um I because wow. I feel like out of all like directors, mm-hmm. um, I was watching one of his videos when he was talking about his directing style, and I was just looking back at myself and I was just like, out of all the big directors, I'm closer to him when it comes to like my own personal style. Mm-hmm. Because he was talking about he likes insert shots. Insert shots are like close-up shots like you mm-hmm. know you know when you see a movie where you see somebody pick up a phone and yeah. like they zoom in on it really for a tight shot yeah um he loves those there's some director like tarantino who says and nah, i forget insert shot let's just if they pick up the phone make it quick and get over right over it. Like, i don't know i love every little small detail of like every little shot and every little detail everything's in the scene they mm-hmm. all matter so i feel like my style is closer to his so i feel like nolan would definitely be my first choice if i like if someone told me you can work for any of these people i'm like yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> do you take like do you watch his films and um, take a lot of inspiration from that? I um knowing that you're like you know kind of the same realm as him. Yeah, like um the film I always like look back to because all his films just like um he has very different stylistic choices. Like mm-hmm. he loved the shots of like a character looking at destruction and just about the cameras behind them and they're just like <laughs> just looking at this chaos. Yeah, like, he loves stuff like that. Um, inspiration wise, like I take it more from the actors he chooses. So when oh, I'm okay. casting local actors, I kind of cast actors who you know, you know, can have a lot of range because he casts actors who have a lot of range. Like for yeah. example, Heath Ledger in um, mm-hmm. that The Dark Knight. Yeah, because Heath Ledger has um, crazy range. Like that man's cool. And he'll also cast people you don't expect. Like I bet bet whenever Tenet was originally like announced without any character scene, nobody saw John David Washington being the main character. Yeah. But like, you know, you had this amazing talent and it just surprised yeah. everybody. We were just like, yeah. oh, it's the guy from know Black Clansy. Like, <laughs> like, everybody was like, huh? Yeah. I love it when an actor has just rage like that. Yeah. It's people, because you know how back a couple months ago there was like that trend on Twitter. It was like, oh, but the rage. Like, I don't know, like, an actor can be like specific to one genre. Yeah. But I feel like if you're only in that one genre, like, what good is that gonna do to you? <laughs> like the actors I, I choose in my movies, mm-hmm. a lot of them are already have roles in like either future roles for the um, movies I have, uh-huh. or been in like movies already. Okay. Because like that's why I tell you, like range. I like to choose actors with range or actresses with range because 
I can use them again and again. Like yeah, and you build that connection and relationship. If you look at all the big directors, like for example, Martin Scorsese, he uses the same three actors in dang near all his movies, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and you look at Tarantino. Tarantino always has Samuel Jackson in yep. the movie, and you look at Nolan. Nolan always has the guy who played Alfred in The Dark Knight in every movie. Mm-hmm. He has like certain actors, and I and I realized, realized the pattern. I was like, there's some actors they fully trust. Like, yeah. And Scorsese, whenever he needs a younger character, he'll get Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. And Tarantino will also use DiCaprio as well. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, actors that people, you know, are more fancy to. Right. And it's really dope to build those things because not only are you building your own career, mm-hmm. but you're also helping the actor become, you know, legendary with all these movies. Yeah. So when you're on set like that, do you let people kind of go off script and kind of do their own thing? Or do you, are you very, like, no, you got to say this, this is how you got to walk, this is how you got to talk, you know? Um, when I was in high school, I remember I saw an interview about mm. The Rock, Rock talking about acting. And yeah. he was talking about like the best directors let you, you know, kind of go off script. Of course, you get the key points there. Right. You kind of say it how you say it. And when I realized with all my films, mm. when I let actors and actresses do that, they feel more comfortable. But because um, I've been on other sets and some directors were like, you know, you got to say it exactly like this. Yeah. Well, of course, like, you know, if it's not, you know, how it's fitting the story, I'll be like, okay, you change it or, you know, yeah, it a little bit like this for and sure. walk them through it. But um, I don't want that, like, robotic reading. When you give them, oh, you have to say it like this, exactly like this, at this tone, mm-hmm. um, actors can sometimes do that robotic reading. Like, for example, say um, the line says, I love you. They'll be like, oh, I love you. And it's crazy because it's just like, that's not how you talk. You yeah. Know? I want it to sound like you are the character. Like, if your name is Tony, the character the character is Tony now. Like, I'll forget the character's name. Become you. You are the character. Y'all are yeah. one. So, are um, you very big on that? Like, making sure the, like, actor, actress becomes super comfortable in their um, role? Like, do you spend a lot of time with them yeah. trying to build that character? I'll even, um... FaceTime or text, you know, long paragraph to the actor, actress. I'm just like, all right, so this is kind of what I'm, fe- I'm feeling it. Yes, um, and I'll make sure all the time, every other sentence, you are this character. Yeah. The character is you. Don't become the character. Make the character become you. Nice, because yeah. I just feel like it's, 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 it's like, yes, it's like, well, for example, my name's Frederick, so I'm just going to, like, you know, and then the character's name is, like, Troy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, I'm Frederick, but I'm adding little hints of Troy in there. Yeah. So, and then we become one. So then, you, um, after a while, it's so natural. You mm-hmm. just, you know, you're talking as yourself. Say, even if your character has an accent, you're just naturally talking with that because you became the character, and the character became you. So it's like well, a unison thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I've always been because I did. I'm not gonna say I did one scene because I was in theater in high school, and I did one. I was on theater for two. No, I was only in it for a year, a year and a half. Um, and, you know, with the musicals and stuff, I would just be a dancer in the background, which is cool. But then Senior Directs came. I don't know if your school had Senior Directs. Probably, but probably by a different name. Oh, probably. It was like the seniors in theater, they like make their own script and they, yeah. We called it, um, was it One Act or we had something, I think, was it One Act Plays? One Act Plays are for, I think, UIL. That, that, when I click order, we had something like that. It, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a senior showcase. That's what we had. Yeah, that's yeah, that's basically yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I would I was like, well, you know, fuck it, let me try out. Like, how hard can it be, dude? It's hard. <laughs> I I don't know how, but I actually got the part, and I think I only had like five or six lines, but it was sprawled throughout the play. 
I I think I only said one line right. Like it is, it's so hard. I didn't know how hard it was. Yeah, theater, um, theater definitely is like if because if you mess up, you're messing up. You have to do it right exactly when you know yeah. when the show is, and like um, a lot of directors out there, I recommend doing theater and acting because that's kind of like what I was doing as well. Yeah. The only reason I know how to direct my actors is because I acted before um, in theater oh, and stuff like that. And I theater see. is hectic because you got to get it perfect every time because you know you have multiple performances. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a small role, you got to make sure you hit your walk, make sure you don't stumble, make sure you don't yeah. fall. So like, um, I really recommend like act, taking an acting class or mm-hmm. just YouTube videos for people who are trying to make films out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's very hard. I didn't know how hard it was. Um, <laughs> It was intense. I said, I'm not doing this again. Because, <laughs> like, Never. when you audition for that stuff, like, the teachers are just, like, all looking at you at the table, like, judges, yeah. and they're just like, oh, wow, this is this is very, like, intimidating. It's <laughs> very intimidating. Like, I don't know how they do it out in Hollywood, because I could never. <laughs> Hollywood, I heard, is more intimidating. It's is it like, really? You have a long line of people. And they all look the same, right? That's what I heard. Like, yeah. everybody looks the exact same because, over there. Because, like, because um, most of the time, they're getting typecasted like for example say oh, we need a big beefy black guy you're gonna see about a hundred big beefy black guys come there with their resumes oh because that's yeah, like that's, that's, that's the only the thing oh yeah, like, hollywood they get very like direct with it um what? i didn't like, know that yeah big strong black guy bald head um little facial hair so you know you have people of yeah. course you get those every now and then now wouldn't look anything like it but they'll just see if, if it'll work out mm-hmm. so like yeah hollywood gets hectic and then you have the um big sometimes there's a lot of times the director actually be there, hmm. but there's sometimes where it's just the casting director and the main director. Like you don't even see the big director till you actually get the role. If you get the role. If you get the role, yeah. yeah. Dang, that's, I didn't know it was that straight in Hollywood. Yeah, because casting is ninety percent of directing, uh-huh. which is so like if you get the wrong actor, you ever watch a movie where you just like this actor is not terrible, it's terrible actor. It. <laughs> like, it, it just not fit this character at right. all. Like if you so some because literally having somebody who's just like. They look like the character you're kind of seeing in your head. Um, like 90% of the work is already done. So you just got to make sure they say their lines right. You okay. Get, you get your angles right. Yeah. You get the tones right. And then is it hard for you to cast? Um, or do you usually just stick with the same typical, like the same people that you kind of know how they I definitely uh, work? have a trusted group of actors and actresses. Like yeah. I have a whole database like that I made for people I worked with. I'm just like, oh yeah, if I need a secondary character, this person I'm gonna hit up first because I right. know they're gonna bring it every time. Okay. But I like to always switch around with um my lead actors and actresses mm-hmm. because I'll you know like to add to the database, like to right. do multiple chances. Yeah. I'm just like you know, let me get the trusted people I already trust mm-hmm. to help them and like you know to lead them through the past. So like yeah, they feed off those people I already trust energy, so they you know bring a really great performance. Mm-hmm. That is true. I see. Because I, and that's where the relationship would yeah. come into play, right? And they already like, and like, since I'm already comfortable with those actors, mm-hmm. and then they, they see how comfortable those actors are with me already, then they get comfortable with me and the other actors. And, you know, it's just another bond created. Because, like, when, when it comes to even the crew and actors, mm-hmm. I always tell everybody, I want to be your friend first instead of just your employee. Right. Like, I don't want us to just make this one film and never talk to each other again. Yeah. I've been on a lot of sets like that. And it's just like, you know, it's very lonesome feeling. Like, I want everything to feel like a family. Mm-hmm. I want you to be happy to be a part of this crew. I want you to be happy like you're making this film excited. Yeah. Like, and I begin to text people like, oh, yeah, I love the set. It was so fun. And I'm just like, I love that. Like, yeah. Like, we'll be we shoot, like, even on Choices, we'll shoot a dramatic crying scene. <laughs> and then right after the cut, I'll just make a joke. Cause I'll just, <laughs> <and> <laughs> He's like, all right. People be laughing. Cause like, I'll just, you know, just keep that, like, 
vibe of everything. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if whoever's on set isn't comfortable, the, the film's going to be very awkward. Yeah. And I feel like you can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're not comfortable with the other actresses or, like, the director, the producer, like, I feel like you're going to see it. Yeah. So I, I like that you – I love that you do that, actually. Um, make sure that everyone's comfortable with that. Um, if someone were to make a film about you, who would play you? <laughs> That's a very stereotypical question, but want, who would play you? Okay, so I would want, um, I don't, um, it, is it cool to say somebody older than you? Is that even allowed? Can you say somebody older than you? You please? can, if that's how you feel. <laughs> I mean, I, I um, don't know you. Maybe the kid from, um, Blackish, you know, little son. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe him, like. Okay. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That um, would be funny. I can see that though. I look like a lot of people, so like it would, <laughs> it would really be easy to find somebody to play me if somebody wanted to like make a film about me. <laughs> I personally wouldn't do. It. I just feel like if I make, I couldn't make it myself. Mm-hmm. I have to have somebody like say who looked up to me to make it. Right. Or I because like, I, I just feel like it'd be like imagine like. Hey, Frederick's producing this film by himself. I just feel like, eh. Ew, that <laughs> yeah. guy? Like, yeah. ew, he's making a movie about himself? Yeah, I ew. <laughs> like, somebody have to just do it. I, yeah. I, I, I'll watch it. I'll be like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll, just, I'll come to set and be like, okay, this is how my life is. Right. <laughs> you think it'd be awkward? I think it'd be awkward. It would definitely be awkward for me. <laughs> just like, um, especially because I know how I meet the directors as well. Because um, there was one film I'm making mm-hmm. um, with a script for where it was inspired by one of my friends' like series of dreams right a series of nightmares okay and he had like the same nightmare multiple times mm-hmm. and like it's gonna be after this is perfect but like it's, it's crazy um and it wasn't so i literally had to pick his brain and <laughs> talk about like hey like so what, what happened this one what happened this one and mm-hmm. like he was just telling me all this cool stuff so i feel like that's what happened to me mm-hmm. they'll be like oh so like when you were like five like you know how's a normal day and yeah it'll just be like i'll have to unlock all these memories yeah i'll do it if somebody really wanted to i I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I always love those little bi- biographic movies, but yeah, for I gotta sure. get some big accomplishments before that's even a thing. So I know you talked about your new vlogs. Yes. Are we expecting one every week? Are we? How are we? I expect those long- at, right now because I'm starting out um, every two weeks. Every two weeks. Is it hard, or is it you think easier than a film? I mean, I know it's, it's shorter. It's so than, much like, Yeah. Is it really? Because um, with a film, everything has to be perfect mm-hmm. you have to be here with a vlog i can really let loose of course the filmmaker in me still wants to add <laughs> the cinematics and yeah here and there to make it cool mm-hmm. um but like it's it's really cool to let loose like for example like you know in film if you see like a tripod or whatever it's like oh it's a bad thing but you know in a vlog if a tripod or whatever slips in you're not really worried because it's a vlog right know, like, it doesn't really matter you it's not a scene that you set up it's the actual like you know it's real life yeah so i really want to it's called 23 and beyond because um pretty much it's about me from 23 and beyond you just had your birthday yeah. happy belated Thank you so much. <laughs> and it's just like um at 23, especially um, with all these big celebrities who are making it big at 21, 22, 23, um, the Jordan year, it's the yeah. year that everybody looks forward to. So the reason I call it 23 and beyond is because not only because I'm 23, is because um, you can have success beyond 23. Yeah. Like, you can, because it's okay to still be on your journey at 28. Like, for example, um, Ava DuVernay, she started filmmaking made her first movie at 37 now she's 45 or 46 mm-hmm. and you know she she just started getting clout like around in her 40s right so i just want to let everybody know like 
it's okay to still be on a journey. I know we're seeing all these young celebrities <laughs> popping out, and then, then they're like, Post Malone, he's like 25. Yeah. It feels like he's been making music for 10 years. Yeah. But it's only been like a couple years. And just like, that's, Whoa, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Because I remember all that post game fast. And he's like, yeah, I'm only 24. And I was just like, that is wild. You like, yeah. wow, he's like 25, 26 now. But it's just like, it's insane how we have like this mindset of how. Oh yeah, like when you're past like 25, you're old or something now, which is not the case. Like mm-hmm. We're you know often growing. And I feel like with that too, like everyone's getting engaged, everyone's yeah. having babies. I feel like I'm behind. You know, it's <laughs> like I, I'm only you know like I'm only 22, about to be 23. It's like what am I doing? Y'all already having babies and families, buying houses. You know what I mean? Like I feel like people are growing up too quick too. So everyone thinks, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. If I'm not famous by 30, I'm not gonna be famous ever. Like So it's like different mindsets, especially like generational mindsets. Mm -hmm. So I know um some people have, you know, more like conservative kind of parent. It's like, okay, when you're young, you know, have some kids, have a job, um, get some money, boom. Um and then there's some people who have, you know, those family upbringing where it's like all about the business aspect of things so i um so i know me and you probably on that business aspect yeah that's how my parents were kind of raised me of course they want me to have those things but it, like right. my parents are all about make sure you get you know accomplish a lot of things yeah. before you know you, so your kids can have a good life and yeah things like that so you set them up basically. yeah so that's yeah. what like um yes work hard but don't be afraid to coast because we're all in our 20s if you're in your 30s or 40s you're still alive and kicking yeah and for so sure you can do I feel like now, especially people in our twenties, are thinking, "Oh shit, I'm I'm out of time." Exactly. And it's like, dude, you're still you. You just turned twenty, whatever. You're legal. You know what I mean? Like, go live life. Like, you still have. You don't technically have to be married to like thirty, thirty five, exactly. even. That, so it's like ten years. You're still young, and I feel like everybody's just so like focused on trying to grow up so quick. But it's like, yeah. why? Don't do that. It's terrible. Let it like, <laughs> your life will feel so much better when you just do you. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of um, people in our generation who saw Kylie Jenner, who's my age. She's our age, right? Yeah. yeah. She's our age, um, 23. And um, it, I know even me, I was over here like, dang, she's a billionaire. Like, what am I doing with my right. life? But I'll just have to sit back like, that's her. Mm-hmm. Let me do me. Let me get let me get mine how I'm trying to get it. Yeah. Like, she, she did hers. Proud of her. Mm-hmm. Let me do me. Because like, yeah. I focus on college every day. I won't be, <laughs> be doing nothing for myself. I agree. Yeah. Hey, that's, yeah. I feel like people are just doing it wrong. Um, I asked Bryce this question. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Yeah. Um, do you think that being around, you know, like creative friends help or like, um, like you know how you meld the trio, that's yeah. what I like to call y'all. <laughs> you Mel and Bryson, y'all all are very talented, very talented um with art. Yeah. And it's different because it's like y'all all have y'all's own form of art. Um, uh, so do you think y'all like it helps you that you have so many creative friends? Um, yes and no. <laughs> okay, so um have a lot of create like with Mel dancing and doing videography, brush rapping, and me directing and writing, mm-hmm. it really helped because we all did three different aspects of it. Uh-huh. 
and like because Mel's on that blogging, dancing, like, right. you know, type of way of album or directing advice on his music. So it helped a lot because when you're seeing other people in other art forms, you get interested in other stuff as well. And okay. it inspires you to like go harder at your own stuff. Like seeing Bryce grind every day inspired me. Him seeing me inspired him. Mel, Mel inspired both of us because man, Mel just like a workhorse. Always. And, She's like, always choreographing. So, but like sometimes it can get tiring whenever it's like a whole bunch of people who do what you do. Like for example, um, that's why I like to surround myself with like a lot of different film positions, mm-hmm. like writers, gaffers, and stuff, like cinematographers. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna lie, like I have a lot of directors friends, but when you surround yourself with too many directors, <laughs> it can get hectic because everybody's just like, "Hey, let's work on my project," or everybody's like, "Let's work on my project." It's like, like we're always yeah. working on a project. Yeah, Please, like, I yeah. want to chill. <laughs> so like, I wouldn't say like hang up. I don't. I have a lot of director friends, but you know, or people who like they direct also. As yeah. Well. But like, I probably couldn't like hang out with just a group only of directors. Right. Because I just feel like it'll just get exhausting. Because, um, for example, it's um, it's not a competition, but you know, mentally, it's gonna be draining because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, great, in the love. Say we're in all friends. Dang, my, it's gonna, you're gonna feel like against the wall. Like, mm-hmm. dang, my film gotta be better than his. I guess. Like, yeah. You know, and so you don't compete with yeah. your friends. <laughs> yeah. So I have a lot of creative friends who you don't necessarily would feel the need to compete with like Zach and stuff, writers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not competing with none of them because like there's a good homie like my homie Nathan, cinematographer. Just good people to keep around. Yeah. Or people if you do have people who do the same thing as you, mm-hmm. have people who are just non confrontational or non competitive. Just people who are just, you know, in their own lane. Yeah. But I have those I do have a lot of direct friends, but like, you know, it's the ones I keep around that are ones that are, like, you know, in their own lane. that's how I work at it. I'm like mm-hmm. my mind's, mind's just like in my own lane doing my yeah. thing. Um and I'm always down to help out. Yeah, for sure. We love it. We love it. So, are we expecting? Also, if you haven't um, seen it yet, first vlog of Twenty Three Beyond is dropped. So go ahead and watch that and choices if you have it because they're amazing. Um, I'm only halfway through uh, the vlog. I'm not gonna stop. I only watched about halfway. <laughs> haven't finished it did you yet. Watch it I watched it halfway. <laughs> I did. I'm gonna finish the rest of it tonight. Um. But thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate that. Um, you made time. I know y'all live kind of far. I feel really bad. That's all if I would have known, like, y'all could have carpooled together. Like, <laughs> I'm, I feel bad because it's like it's we could have just saved gas and money. I feel bad. But I do appreciate you because it's, I've always wondered about film and you're like the only person I know <laughs> who's really into film. Um, so I, I really like to see your, like, from your side, because being an actor, I know it's not the same thing as yeah. being on a film, but man, I, I'm never going back to acting. <laughs> I promise you, like it. I just don't understand how people do it. It's it's hard. Did you uh, were you in musicals growing up, or were you just I in was like in plays? One musical, really? Um, because I played. I was like a. I was in high school. I did football, mm-hmm. improv, theater, and I did theater. Dang. Like, so um, I always because football would always like take me away from doing like theater musicals because they were right. in the fall um but like i did improv because it was in the spring and improv you know it was just fun jokes i kind of just stuck with improv after mm-hmm. like sophomore year yeah because i was just like you know i said i can't really be in the plays. i was in one musical and that was kind of it i said i couldn't really be in the plays or whatever i was mm-hmm. like let me just stick to improv and you know improv is where i met i met um zach really in improv like mainly Really? Because he also went to high school with me and Bryce. Oh, not, wow. So y'all been friends yeah. for a minute. I so love I really that. got really cool with Zach because of improv. And I mm-hmm. think improv for that because, and theater and stuff like that because, you know, those connections just really worked out. I love that y'all were friends for so long. I didn't know you and Bryce were friends for <laughs> since first grade. I was like, what? I didn't even. Yeah, a lot of people be like, 
dang, I don't even have a, I remember people from back then. I, I don't like, even have friends. Yeah, that's crazy. Y'all been friends for so long. And it's a blessing. Yeah, Bryce was telling me, he was like, yeah, like, we're basically brothers. I mean, <laughs> I don't even consider him a friend. I love that. Yeah, I love that for y'all. It's, it's, he, he a brother, for real. Like, I have a, I actually have a brother, but like, he's, he's right there. <laughs> yeah. He's right there at the same level, because I love them both. Yeah, I never see friendships like that. It's you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's hard nowadays. Yeah, it's hard. So like, yeah, him, like it's crazy because I um two of my friends from back then, mm -hmm. I still keep contact with them. Even That's my good. homie Kyle. So like I have three friends from before I was seven mm -hmm. who I still keep talk to like almost every day. Oh, wow. Rice being number one of course. He and <laughs> talk all the time, like I like, love like, it. <laughs> multiple times a day. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for hopping on. I appreciate Thank you, you in me. your mind for <laughs> just sharing it all with me. Um, where can the people find you um, to see any of your films, your vlogs, anything new, upcoming projects? So you can, um, on social media, you can find me at Frederick Everly K. Um, it's F-R-E-D-R-I-C-K, last name, kind of hard to spell, E-W-E-L-I-K-E. But um, you can find the work Libertad Studios on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and then if you want to find 23 and Beyond blogs, it's Frederick Everly K YouTube channel. Um, so pretty much, honestly, just go to Google, search, type in my name, <laughs> and you'll probably find everything linked there, or go to Google Images. So and you'll we find can Google search you? Wow. Yeah, my name is so, like, African <laughs> that you, there's nobody else whose name just me. <laughs> that, I mean, that's unique. Hey, yeah, that's dope. unique. It's dope. So, like, I'm... It's dope to have the first Google search of my name. Yeah, that's great. I love that. <laughs> oh, you don't know my name? It's okay. I'm going to write it down. Just go ahead and Google it. That's all of my it's, information. It's really weird. Like, I'll be Googling myself and like my picture will take up the first page. I'm like, this is wild. Like, wow. Yeah, so like, one day I'm going to have the little, you know, the little Google like thing where it says, like, oh, he's a director. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> right now it shows my IMDb, which is like, IMDb is You like, have one? Yeah. Wow, you made it. <laughs> that's how you know you made it, folks. <laughs> so what? I, I can't wait to like, and check marks and stuff and social media stuff one day. Um, I'm just trying to keep it growing because I really want to, you know, Universal Studios. Yeah. I want Zebra Studios to be like a big, you Production know, soundstage like crazy studio for Texas, the DFW area. Yeah. I, I feel like Texas needs one of those because there's so many talented people here. And I, if I got to put on for the city, I will. And, you know, for example, Tyler Perry Studios, they film Black Panther. And if I got to do that here, let's, let's do it. Let's, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> any investors listening? Hit up my boy. <laughs> but thank you so much. I do appreciate you coming on. Anytime. Hi. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Thoughts with Tina. I do want to give a special thank you to Freddie for coming over and just having this conversation with me. Um, Phil has been something that I've always been interested in. Um, and just how like a producer's mindset works. So it was really nice for me to just sit down with him and talk about his films and how they came to be. Now, if you aren't already, go ahead and follow Zebra Tail Studios on both Instagram and YouTube so you can catch up on all of his feature films. Um, so as of right now, Choices, his first feature film is out as well as Wham, his um, comedic that are out there but definitely better than
if you are interested in being a guest on this podcast, definitely let me know personally. Or you can also go to my Instagram page at Thoughts with Tina, all one word, to schedule a time. And we can set something up because, like I said, I love having conversations with y'all. And I love just getting to know you and your art or whatever the case may be. 